is going to win the NBA championship this year? And who's going to win finals MVP? Los Angeles Lakers, Anthony Davis, finals MVP. Celtics, J Jason Tatum, finals MVP. Warriors, Curry, finals MVP. Bucks, and Giannis for the MVP. Kings, Fox, finals MVP. Sixers, Embiid, finals MVP. And I think the Clippers, with Kawhi Leonard as the finals MVP. But I guess we won't really know until the real deal actually happens. Until then, the best thing we can do is break down every single team's chances at winning the title. My name is Yash Parikh, and I'm your host for the NBA's Big 30. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the NBA's Big 30. I'm your host, Yash Parikh, and I hope you're having an awesome day today. Please answer this question in the comment section. Does pineapple belong on pizza? This is such a big controversy that I'm not even sure which side to take. It tastes pretty good either way. Speaking about big controversies, let's talk about Mr. Controversial himself, John Morant, and the Memphis Grizzlies. Surrounding the recent controversy on John Morant, what he did was wrong and he probably shouldn't have done so. I can't tell you what he did, but I can say that he apologized for it thoroughly and has repented for it. Morant is still young, and all youngsters make mistakes. One mistake Ja didn't make was playing basketball. At 23 years old, Ja has recently earned his second All-Star appearance. He's popping off this season, averaging 26.4 points per game, 5.8 rebounds per game, and 8.1 assists per game. Morant is insanely athletic, boasting a 44-inch vertical. He could probably jump straight over me. That was a joke, okay? I'm not that short. Ja also has a quick first step and has good court vision. He makes a bunch of crazy passes and has no problem sharing the ball. He can defend well and rebound the ball. Ja is a little bit skinny, however, and he may want to bulk up. Before we forget about Ja, did anyone else see his crazy dunk on Jalen Smith? Correction. Everyone has seen it. That literally looked impossible. Another man of controversy is Dylan Brooks. Brooks has 18 texts this season, but he is a great defender very pesky, and he can run around screens. Everybody hates him, including me, so let's move on. Jaron Jackson Jr. Triple J is looking like a prime candidate to win Defensive Player of the Year this year, leading the NBA in blocks, averaging an even three blocks per game. Yes, I know that three isn't an even number, but at least it isn't 2.9 or 3.1. He can also hit the open three quite well, and that pretty much sums up Jaron for you. Let's not forget that Jaron can also rebound the ball. Because, after all, he is a power forward and a center. The final piece of this Memphis puzzle is Desmond Bain. After returning from injury, Bain is popping off. He's a demonic shooter, an especially pesky off-ball defender, and very speedy. He is averaging 16.1 points per game this season. The Grizzlies are quite deep, having the literal man Grizzly, Steven Adams, and one of the best backup point guards in the NBA, Tyus Jones, if you were following the NBA last season, you knew that Steven Adams threw a full-court pass to John Morant, who caught it in the air and shot it right before the buzzer sounded. The Grizzlies also have Luke Kennard, Santi Aldama, and Xavier Tillman. Finally, they have David Roddy, whose career would literally be worth nothing if he didn't absolutely posterize Vix's zoo box. This team really loves to dunk. 
As a team, the Grizzlies are brutes on the boards, second in the NBA in rebounds per game. In fact, they're top 10 in all three metrics of points, rebounds, and assists. Memphis has great spacing, and they play with a chip on their shoulder, which is always a good thing. Let's talk about their Western Conference foes. First off, the Golden State Warriors. I absolutely refuse to have any conversations about the Grizzlies winning this series. That's it. I'm done with this topic. Draymond Green and Dylan Brooks are both going to be ejected out of all of the games. Stephen Curry is going to make every single three, and the Grizzlies are just not going to be able to fight back. Next up, the Denver Nuggets. Jokic and the squad are way more experienced than Memphis, and they play fundamentally. Without fundamentals, everything goes, especially the Grizzlies. I think that the series would go to 5, unless Memphis fights back really hard and pushes it to 7. Remember, Steven Adams' definition of defense is shoving people around, and he could probably do that to Jokic. However, I just think that the Nuggets have way better ball passing, ball handling, and, well, shooting, and I don't think that the Grizzlies would be able to keep up with them. As you can probably tell, I don't think that the Grizzlies are even going to make the finals. If they somehow do, these are the teams that could bother them. The Cleveland Cavaliers. They might put up a great fight, but regardless, this would definitely be exciting to watch. Donovan Mitchell vs. John Morant? Sign me up. Anybody would watch this. Two small guards who can dunk like crazy, score like crazy, and yes, both of them can play pretty good defense. I'm not sure who would win. Both teams have weak small forwards, with Isaac Okoro from Cleveland, who is still young, still needs time to develop, and, well, frankly, isn't that great at anything. And Dylan Brooks from Memphis, who, yes, we know he has good defense, but he's probably going to be ejected from the game within five minutes. That was an exaggeration, by the way. Yet, they both also have strong guards and bigs, plus a semi-deep roster. I'm weighing Memphis in seven. The next matchup would be the Milwaukee Bucks, who are just going to appear everywhere in all of these episodes. The Bucks would dominate the Grizzlies. With size, experience, and more depth, this wouldn't really be a close matchup. I'm going to say Bucks in six. Also, the Bucks' big man combo might be too much for Jaron Jackson Jr. and Steven Adams to handle. Remember, Steven Adams doesn't have much skills except for strength, and although Jaron is quite a versatile player, the Bucks have Giannis and Brooke Lopez, who can also shoot and defend just as well as Jaron can and is up there at second or third on the Defensive Player of the Year ladder as well. Even Bucks big man backup Bobby Portis Jr. would easily take Memphis's backup Xavier Tillman. Before we move on to the next finals matchup, I think it's important to realize that Memphis, they're still a young team. They have plenty of time to develop more. At some point, we're going to talk about them as a great team especially in certain advanced categories, such as oppositional control and setting the tempo of the game to whatever they want it to be. Right now, they're a great team, but they need to get over that mark, that mark that's been gotten over by the Golden State Warriors by the Milwaukee Buck, that championship caliber mark. For right now, let's focus on their horrible free throw shooting and John Moran. Let's move on. The final finals matchup would be the Philadelphia 76ers, and I really do need a new joke, don't I? Embiid and Harden would win this easily, no question about it. Memphis is just too inexperienced and won't put up a good fight. They always get lazy down the stretch, with their metrics dropping from top 10 to, 
borderline top 20 at that time. I don't care if Embiid has poor body language. He always pushes at the end. And Pacers fans, that one was for you. Another important thing to note in this matchup is that the Philadelphia 76ers have Tyrese Maxey, who is a literal duplicate of Desmond Bain. They both shoot really well, have decent defense, are undersized guards, and are on $2 million contracts. Yes, I know that sounds like they're being underpaid, but when they were rookies, they weren't that hyped. And I think that the Philadelphia, they also have Tobias Harris, who is not going to be able to match up with Jaron, which means that Memphis would have the advantage in that situation, except let's not forget about Joel Embiid, who is looking like he might win the MVP this year and be the scoring leader. That's all for today's episode, and I'll see you guys next time on the NBA's Big 30. Thank you.